Greetings and welcome to today's episode of Everybody's Business, sponsored by the National Entrepreneur Center. I'm your host, Jerry Ross. I'm the president of the National Entrepreneur Center. And today in the studio, I have my sidekick, the lovely and talented Rachel Madsen. Say hello, Rachel. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I keep waiting for you to say, hello, Rachel. I know. I keep, you know, I'll get it one day. <laughs> You'll get it one day. That's that's my... Soon we'll have Unagi together. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. So it's good. It's hump day. So even if you're listening to this on a day that says not hump day, you could imagine yourself having any day of the week. It could be Friday if you'd like it to be. Today's business topic that we're going to talk about is pivoting. And that has been uh, one of those terms that has surfaced during this time of COVID, where everybody talks about pivot, pivot, pivot. I had uh, one of the businesses that I was talking to said, I have pivot exhaustion. <laughs> I feel like I've been pivoting all uh, the business and, and everything that I'm doing and pivoting my clients for the last three months. And so they're tired of pivoting. But the key to survival, especially in this unprecedented time, is learning how you can improvise and adjust, be flexible, and, and change your business model. Even if it's changing how you deliver products, uh, maybe even how you uh, service products, or even maybe the products that you deliver. Uh, some businesses have gone from manufacturing uh, different types of material into manufacturing masks like I have here today. It's innovative. Uh, <laughs> very innovative. Uh, you may have seen the, the designer masks that people are getting. Oh, yeah. Have you seen those? No, there's so many out there right now. I, know. I mean, I saw um, our Daisy, the front desk. She even did um, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah. Throwback. I saw, <laughs> I saw one that had like the Jaws mask on the front oh, of it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and so there are businesses that are finding new ways uh, to attract customers and, and provide stay alive. Yeah. And to stay alive during this crazy time when maybe the retail operation isn't happening. Uh, I was talking to a client uh, over in Trinidad and Tobago uh, that were talking about their, their, uh, their cocoa beans, mm -hmm. that they had a cocoa shop where people would come in and order different types of uh, material to make cocoa. And with their shop, shut down, uh, they pivoted to doing only wholesale and, and selling to uh, bakers and, and people who were buying their cocoa to make uh, brownies and cake mixes and those kind of things. Oh, wow. And they had uh, found a market that they hadn't really been ignoring. Um, here in the mall, I was walking uh, down the mall, oh, a few days ago, and I saw a vending machine for PPE products. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so here's someone in the vending business, and they're, they're pivoting what products are in the vending machine to adapt to the marketplace. And that's the key for any small business to keep an eye on the market, to see what the market is doing, and predict where they may be, not necessarily where they are today, but where they're going, and get there first to service the market. And so whether you're suffering from pivot exhaustion or not, whether it's Monday or Friday, when you're listening to this, you need to think about how you can pivot your small business, improvise in how you're delivering products to, to your clients, but also be flexible to hear what the marketplace is, is 
is seeking and searching for and to make those changes in a, in a way that you uh, can deliver the product to the customer that has the need at the time they need it at a price they can afford. And so um, pivoting is a good thing, uh, especially in an unprecedented time. I also saw a gentleman out there that had uh, put all of his office needs, his computer, his phone, uh, all of the chargers together in, in one uh, suitcase, almost like he was traveling. And he rolled into the mall and opened up and set up shop right there on a bench in the mall and tapped into the, the Wi-Fi that we offer here for free for folks that are uh, visiting the National Entrepreneur Center. And um, here he was uh, having access to high-speed internet and operating his office in the uh, a bench in the middle of the mall. And so that's being creative. That's being flexible and, and adjusting to uh, what's required, not only to, to survive, but to thrive in a crazy time. No, oh, yeah. With, um, oh, I forget. It was the Finches and the Galap. I'm going to. Galapagos. Yes, that island. Those, <laughs> that island. The, those Finches um, changed their beak shapes to um, adapt to the different environments. So they survived and. Um, yeah, so. And other birds didn't. And other birds didn't. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they made it. So it's important to, to adapt to the environment around you. And that's what businesses are doing now. And it's the creativity of entrepreneurs that are, that are making that, uh, transition in a, in a way that not only their business will, will survive, but, but thrive. Uh, let's talk about who we're going to have today. We have Lois Perry. She's our chapter chair of SCORE Orlando. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've worked with Lois uh, quite a bit. You may not know this. Lois was uh, one of the chief marketing officers for uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, and so wow. I tease her and call her Chuck E. Cheese's mom. <laughs> I could see that. She, I can hear her laugh in my head. <laughs> That's right. And she has uh, quite the accent. That she does. I'm sure our, our listeners are going to enjoy coming up right after this. The Nash Entrepreneur Center has made it easy for you to learn business principles from anywhere at any time with NEC Online. As a supplement to all the great resources at the Nash Entrepreneur Center, you now have free access to over 300 learning modules that you can access at any time. Thanks to the generous sponsorship of Wells Fargo and our partnership with The Lonely Entrepreneur, you can access this powerful online learning platform for free. Learn on your own time and at your own pace. Access product reviews and participate in weekly group coaching opportunities. Right now, the only thing missing is you. So check out our online learning platform today at nationalec.org. That's nationalec.org. Did I mention it's free? Welcome back. Today we're with Lois Perry, who is chapter chair of SCORE Orlando. SCORE is a nationwide volunteer organization that provides mentoring and education to small businesses all over the country. SCORE Orlando provides nearly 7,000 services annually to the business community here, with a team of over 50 business executives who volunteer their time to mentor entrepreneurs and small business owners. By the way, SCORE Orlando plays a critical role in the partnership here that makes up the National Entrepreneur Center. Prior to her role at SCORE, Lois was Vice President of Advertising for CEC Entertainment in the Dallas, Texas area. Her 30-year tenure there with the company, she focused on building the brand of Chuck E. Cheese 
and its cast of characters. As an advertising expert, she led the corporate marketing team and its 10-plus agencies to deliver sales growth, operational efficiency, and leadership excellence, and served as the franchise expert for the company. Her passion is consumer trends and their impact on businesses, and I know personally that her passion includes helping every business person that she meets, including me. I've learned a lot from this lady. It's been my honor to work with Lois here at the Entrepreneur Center over the last few years, and it's my delight to welcome her to the show today. Welcome to the show, Lois. Well, thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that nice introduction. Good to Ab- be here. Absolutely. And in fact, I, I could have gone on for... for uh, Plenty of time just talking about all the wonderful things, not only that you do for businesses here, but but that you've done for me personally as a mentor. Thank uh, you. So I, I want to start off with uh, talking about what you do here and what you do for SCORE. So uh, what do you do and what is SCORE and how does that work? You know, SCORE is such an amazing organization. And if you're listening outside of the Orlando market, we have about 360 chapters all over the country. So most places that you live, you're going to be able to, to find a local SCORE chapter. So you're not, wherever you are, you're not far from a SCORE chapter. That is exactly right. That's exactly right. And if you go to the national website, SCORE.org, there's a find a, a branch or find a location near you. And it's zip code driven. So it'll tell you what the closest is. Now, if you're still away from that, any of the chapters are willing to help you. Of course, during the days of COVID, most of us are working virtually anyway. But regardless, if you're not real close to a SCORE chapter, any of us will will help you via Zoom, via phone calls, via email. You know, the world's gotten uh, much smaller during COVID and it's it's connected all of us. So as Jerry said in the intro, SCORE are our two missions. Uh, is to educate. We provide a lot of business education and the SCORE Orlando chapter is definitely all over that. We did about 170, I think the official count was 169 uh, seminars during our fiscal 2020, which ended October 1st. Wow. And we're, yeah, we're on uh, task to, to do that, if not succeed it. We, um, so so let me let me go back to 169 seminars in a year. Yeah. And so there's only 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> and so you're doing about three a week on right. on different business topics. Exactly, exactly. We will always have our core classes, such as how to start a business. We want you to get started on the right foot. How to uh, market a business. How to write a business plan how to do a financial plan, which um, is the weakness for entrepreneurs. They just don't embrace their numbers like they should. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes it's about injecting some reality into those uh, estimates. That's exactly right. And that's the second part. That's the mentoring. And that's what we do. You get started on your business plan and you get an appointment with a mentor and we'll go through, and I, I don't want to say poke holes in it because it's not in a negative way, but just review this to make sure you are looking at reality. 
when I have someone come through the office looking for venture capitalists because they're starting an app and they're going to do $10 million the first year, <laughs> we, we need to have a reality check on that. <laughs> that's, well, that's, and that's so uh, important to have somebody outside your circle uh, that, that is going to inject that reality because sometimes if, if you're going to the people you love, uh, they're saying, Oh yeah, we want to encourage them and, and we don't want to disappoint them. And so they're, they're encouraging someone on, on an idea. Uh, but someone outside that circle can have a, a perspective that says maybe you need to think about some other things as well. Yeah. We, we have a, a running joke around our office that uh, of course we track, uh, the number of services that we provide, we probably ought to track how many businesses we prevent from starting. When you work with someone for six months and they call you in tears because they feel like they're letting you down because they've decided not to proceed, that is a huge success because we don't want anyone to invest their own or others' money into a business that's really not viable. Right. And that, that's why that research stage is so. So weird. it might not be a good idea for someone that says, I want to get into the payphone business. Yeah, true. <laughs> and you say, Have you ever heard of a cell phone? <laughs> <laughs> well, we use the example, the uh, horse whip, you know, going back a century ago. What if you were in the horse whip business? What could you have pivoted to and be doing today? They get all of the leather seats and all of our nice cars that we like to drive today. <laughs> well, and and that's uh, a way to say maybe this isn't the business to start because you don't want to invest your your family capital and and put your credit on the line. Uh, but maybe during that process, you identify some other things that might be a viable business. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So those are the the two big services, the education, the mentoring. And I should have had back on education in addition to the core classes that we teach. We teach a lot of social media, a lot of digital media, because we know that's the uh, that's here today. It's not the wave of the future. It's it's today. And the nice thing being an old time advertiser where we spent millions of dollars on uh, television for Chuck E. Cheese's entrepreneurs don't have to do that today. They have social media so they can get going with a uh, very low to zero budget on social media. It's a it's a completely changed world when you can you can reach the world from your from your uh, from your home. From right here. <laughs> From right we're here. Tackle the world. <laughs> <laughs> right here, listening to everybody's business. <laughs> we're, right. we're tackling the world. Uh, so who can come to SCORE? Anyone. We uh, welcome anyone to, to come in. Of course, with COVID, uh, we're not in person at the NEC today, which we miss. If you're not familiar with the NEC, what an amazing organization and facility. I just miss coming to the, the wonderful facility. But everyone is welcome at SCORE. Uh, once we get back in person, we have walk-ins available where you can walk right into the NEC, ask to speak to a, a coach or a business expert, and they'll get you right over to SCORE. But until we're back into uh, that business model, we're virtual. So if you go to our website, which is orlando.score.org, 
and find a, there's a tab, find a mentor and select, um, just keep going, drilling through. It's very easy to find a mentor and you fill out a, uh, an inquiry and it gets sent to us. And I'm very proud to tell you, we're one of the highest responses um, response rates in the country. Our response rate is is like 90% within 24 hours. Now, we don't work weekends, but uh, we respond very quickly. The other way you can get to us is to go to the NEC website and ask for a coach. And they triage those and send to which agency within the entire organization is most appropriate. But um, a lot of times, if it's looking for general business information, how to start, they get them on over to the, the score side. And we take those very serious. So so whether someone just is thinking about starting a business, whether someone is is in the, the you know the initial stages of a business, or whether they've been in business for years, they can come to score and and talk to a coach, uh, a mentor uh, about the issues pertaining specifically to their business. That's absolutely right, and um, the topics vary. Um, you know, we also do a lot of exit strategies. You've kind of walked through the life cycle of a business. We also do exit strategies. Sure. What's the best way to, to get out of the business? And actually, we have clients that our chapter helped get started 20, 25 years ago who were in saying, okay, it's time for me to pass the torch, sell the business, help me with strategies to, to best do that. Sure, because as an entrepreneur, you're building this business, but then there becomes the time that, that you say, uh, I'm, I'm ready to retire. What do you do with that? Exactly. And, and that uh, business and that equity that you've built is is your retirement, and so it's it's really important to to exit in a in a logical, efficient, uh, profitable fashion. Hopefully, absolutely. And we have a lot of serial entrepreneurs who are so much fun to work with. I call these our hot shots. That they come in with the hot idea, they want to build it to the peak, sell at the peak, so they can go on and do something and do else. the next one. That, I that I think you're funny. talking about me. I think You know me. You know me. So just a a quick review. Uh, If you're in the Orlando area, you can go to orlando.score.org. Fill out a request and and we'll get you connected to a coach. Uh, If you're anywhere, you can connect with the National Entrepreneur Center, which is referred to sometimes as the NEC for National Entrepreneur Center. Our website is nationalec.org. Or you can connect with the National SCORE website wherever you are. And Lois, you want to give us the national website again? Very easy, SCORE.org. SCORE.org. Even I can handle that. Yeah, so very easy. don't you go anyway. We're going to be right back. Okay. SCORE is a nationwide business support organization that provides access to free, confidential, one-on-one mentoring for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Whether you need a business plan or some insight on how to grow a business, SCORE provides a variety of low-cost business seminars and powerful networking events that will get you moving in the right direction. Now, here is your host, Jerry Ross. 
We're back, and you're listening to Everybody's Business with Jerry Ross, presented by the National Entrepreneur Center. This morning, we're talking with Lois Perry, who is the chapter chair of SCORE Orlando. So, Lois, uh, we, we learned a little bit about SCORE uh, and what it does and, and its reach across the country. Uh, let's talk about some advice that you might have for entrepreneurs or or what kind of, of uh, are the basic things that come in when, when entrepreneurs are coming in to ask questions or have challenges. Yeah, the, the biggest advice that I can give anyone is do your research. Make sure your product, your service has a place in the market today. And, you know, a lot of times we're building for the future, which is great, but you've got to be, most of us have to be generating income until we get to that build for the future. So your research is just absolutely critical. What do consumers want or need? And that's a big distinction. You know, I'm, I'm a, a, a grassroots kind of girl when I'm teaching marketing classes. Uh, there's a need for toilet paper in our homes in today's society. You, you bet. Most of us have it. And we saw through COVID how critical that became. Exactly. When everybody was out grabbing toilet paper. But then the wants, you go to Costco pre-COVID and they had the walls covered and you had so many choices. Did you want wide sheets? Do you want narrow sheets? Do you want extra soft? This is the difference between a need and a want. And when you can fill the consumer's bucket with products that there's a need for, but the want is there. And Chuck E. Cheese's is a very good example. Do you need to go to Chuck E. Cheese's? No, but it serves a purpose for moms and and particularly working moms who need to feed the kids, who need to get some exercise with them running around in the facility, give the kids some playtime, feed them at the same time. And the most important thing, when you get them in the car and you're driving home, they fall asleep. (laughs) So So, mom and dad get a break. (laughs) That's right. And the kids are saying, thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. It it fills that need and that want. When you can do that, you have the likelihood of building a very successful product. Uh, Folks who want to go in the restaurant business, and I'll tell you, that's probably the number one request. It's the uh, number one most difficult business to be in. Folks think because I cook a a good Thanksgiving dinner for my family, I'm ready for a restaurant. No, it's a very difficult business. So that's where you hook up with a, a coach to understand really the ins and outs of whatever the business is. We really encourage folks to do something that you know or that you can educate yourself on very quickly. Jerry's claim to fame was the searchlights, the international (laughs) sign for searchlights. I don't know that you knew that business when you started, but you learned it in restaurants if you don't have experience. We suggest you go work in a restaurant, go work for Publix Deli. That's right. Yeah. Be- because many times what we see is, you know, the hostess and the the uh, the server and the bartender and and you've got to make it back to the kitchen to see how all of the, uh, there's a couple of things you mentioned. One was the needs and wants. And, and uh, I t- sometimes put that into the saying of uh, I need to eat. Uh, I want a steak, but maybe I can just afford a hamburger. And so it, it's 
fulfilling those needs with a want that people can afford. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And I also help uh, with clients when I say, uh, when you're considering a business, you have to say, so what? Who cares? And why you? That's that's a big one. Yeah, we, we talk about the USP a lot. That you, what is your unique selling proposition? Uh, why do I go to any one particular restaurant? Why do I go to any one particular gas station? Right. On, there's three and four on most corners in Orlando. Why do I pick A over B? That is your unique selling proposition. You have to bring something to the market that is unique for you. When my little mama was living and we would uh, plan a dinner out, her first sentence was, or her first question was, now what do I get to eat there? That's how she (laughs) remembered. She couldn't remember the name, but she remembered who had good fish and chips, you know, the the important things of life. Well, and sometimes it's just the convenience that uh, you stop to get gas because it's on your way home and it's easy to get in and out. Um, My wife loves to go to a particular dry cleaner because they know her name and they greet her when she comes in and they ask about our son. And so we don't really ask too much about what the price is because, because we like it there. And so sometimes people just uh, focus on, on the price. And sometimes it's about convenience. It's about customer service. There's so many other things, but you have to do the research to know that. You, You do. And that's why it's so important and why we recommend folks spend a, a great amount of time understanding the consumer, understanding how your product fits in to their life and to their mindset. And that's where price value comes in. It's not just the dollars, but the value is all of those um, psychological benefits that right. you get. <laughs> it exactly. used to be just price over value. Now, all of this from convenience to friendliness to sort all of that fits into that. And, and that's a whole project in itself once you get to pricing. So, so how do you learn that, uh, Lois? How, how do you find that stuff out? Uh, back to research. You can tell I'm a big research fan. That was where I spent a lot of my time back in the advertising days. Uh, you've got to know the two things that you have to work with is knowing what the marketplace price is. So you survey all of your competitors, you identify 8, 10, 12, as close competitors as you can to what you're doing, and you track their prices over time. Now, when you're coming up with something that's so revolutionary that there's nothing out there, it's that piece is difficult. That's when you talk to consumers, you talk to family, friends, you talk to folks about your uh, idea and start asking, what do you think would be a, a good value for this? So that's the marketing side. You start from the top coming down. The accountants start from the bottom and come up <laughs> because in the day, you need to make a profit. You've got to make a profit. You've got to make a profit or you have a hobby. And that's okay if that's what you want out of a business. If you want a hobby, that's fine. Go for it. Most businesses need to make that profit. So again, back to restaurants, which where I spent most of my, or all my career, um, 
I always laugh when I go into a restaurant and a steak is 1993, 19.93 cents. I know an accountant did the menu. I mean, it just, it all, because you can get 19.99 and that's seven cents a penny profit that a marketer would have thought through. So you start from the bottom up. What are my costs? What, and this is all costs. This is called your break even. What are all of my costs to serve this product, this service? And then what does the market bear? And then your pricing window is going to be somewhere in between that. Right. Right. So that you can, uh, make a profit and cover your costs, but at the same time, uh, attract customers, enough customers that at that price that, that are willing to exchange it. That's um, absolutely right. And, and many times, uh, that's especially hard when you're starting a business to say, uh, I don't know what all my costs are, uh, but a rule of thumb is it's going to cost about twice as much as you think to start. And it's going to take twice as long as you think to be successful. And so that's why it's very helpful to, to meet with a coach and, and talk, insert uh, that reality as you talk about how to get started. If you're in business, you have some financials that, that you can bring and share. And so that gives you some historical data on how you're operating. But uh, at the end of the day, like you said, um, if you're not making a profit, uh, you can't stay in business. Right. So what what specific advice would you have for uh, an entrepreneur today that's, that's dealing with uh, the economy, dealing with an election, dealing with lots of things that are going on uh, in the marketplace? Uh, what are some rules of thumb for anybody out there that's running a business today? Boy, you know, this is one of the toughest business environments that we've ever seen. And this goes to us old guys that have been around a long time <laughs> and have seen a lot. Who would have ever thought in our generation we would experience a pandemic? My mother used to talk about the Spanish flu. She was born in 1919, just as that was easing up. And we're from the mountains of West Virginia. She didn't realize she even had aunts and uncles till she was four or five years old because the parents wouldn't let anyone around. Everyone was so afraid. And I, when she would talk about that, I would think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to be in this generation because we'll never face that. We never have to deal with that. And here it hit us face on with no warning. There was no business plan that said, get ready for this. Right. It was in none of our plans for 2020. And um, you just, you've got to, you've got to plan. You've got to um, stay close to your numbers. And this is the weakness with entrepreneurs. They don't like to do their numbers. They don't like to do those spreadsheets. Um, we had folks when COVID started that had 10 days of cash flow. Of course, they didn't make it. Right. Um, you know, the rule of thumb is, is you should have six months of operating capital. I know with startups, that's next to impossible. The other thing with entrepreneurs is it's tough to talk finances for their business without talking finances for their personal, because they've got to be maintaining that household while they're trying to work this business. So then the rule of thumb is six months of cash flow for household expenses, six months for business. Uh, now I'm hearing some folks such as Susie Orman, who's uh, on all the, the new shows talking about uh, finances and money, well, for years. But she's saying, guys, you really ought to have eight to 12 months. That's not going to be feasible for a lot of people. That's right. Just not going to be feasible. 
but you've got to plan ahead so that if you get laid off, you know, a, a great thing for entrepreneurs, we tell them, don't quit your day job till your business is <laughs> exactly. up and When you do your financials, you may see at six to eight months, you're spending off enough income from the business that you could quit. But if you have a business that's flexible enough for you to be able to uh, do um, your startup while you're working your business, that's golden. Right. It's it's planning to lower your risk. And so many times people will talk to me about my entrepreneurial journey and, and that was such a risk. And, and, and yet what I say is that, but my wife was working and, and my wife was providing the benefits and was providing the home income that could pay the, the rent. And so, you know, people think of entrepreneurs as being such risk takers, but, but lowering and, and, and shrinking that risk box is, is what helps you be successful over time because it's going to take some time. And so you're right. Those personal finances and the business finances uh, are very uh, not intertwined (laughs) at the bank, but, (laughs) but intertwined in that they do impact each other. And so it is good to, to not quit your day job, to have another income or to have someone that's, that's helping you uh, offset those costs while, while you deal with the costs of getting a business started. Very much so. And so um, anything that an entrepreneur should do absolutely right now, today, after the show? Oh, well, yes. Continue listening to the show. Um, (laughs) That's right. Work work your plan. And, uh, you know, score is big on a written business plan, a written strategic plan. It doesn't have to be anything formal. It can be on the back of a napkin. A lot of folks are saying, Lois, I did 10 businesses and never had a business plan. I bet you've had it either up here or you had it on something informal. That's right. The only time you need a formal plan is if you're going to a traditional bank looking for uh, money. But you need to know where you're going. This is a good time to regroup. We don't know what the next few months are going to bring. But you need to be laying out different scenarios, and and it will be different risk levels. I'm glad you brought that phrase up, Jerry, because it's... It's very important to look at the risks in your business, particularly if, if you're an ongoing concern right now. If A happens, here's B. We're doing that at SCORE. We're doing that at the NEC today. We have a, a management meeting every couple of weeks at the NEC, and we're still saying if A happens, here's the plan. If B happens, here's the plan. That's right. We're, we can. To. Well, and you have to be... Uh be able to be nimble because this is uh, really a nationwide chaos. Uh, and But we always say that in that chaos, there's there's an opportunity somewhere. And so this might be the opportunity that a business looks at and says, okay, we've had to shrink, we've had to go remote, uh, but maybe we embrace technology that we hadn't before. And maybe we begin serving a, a market that we never thought we could serve before. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, Lois, uh, hang on to those thoughts because we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors, but then we're going to come back and talk specifically about some of the uh, impacts uh, that we're feeling right now in the economy. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay. The National Entrepreneur Center in Orlando, Florida has been around since 2003 and today is home to 14 business support organizations who have a single mission 
to help you grow your business. Through free business coaching, low-cost training, and valuable business connections, these 14 business support organizations assist thousands of entrepreneurs each year in starting, growing, and scaling their businesses. So why not visit the website at nationalec.org today or give us a call at 407-420-4848 to discover how you might take your business to the next level. And by the way, the National Entrepreneur Center is funded entirely through local sponsors, which include Florida Blue, Fifth Third Bank, the Orlando Magic, and Seacoast Bank, just to name a few. So let's get connected today and get growing. Check out our website at nationalec.org. And we're back. We're talking with Lois Perry, who's chapter chair of SCORE Orlando. Uh, Lois, let's talk about COVID. Uh, that's on everybody's mind. Uh, I've been playing COVID bingo with the amount of people that talk about pivoting and, and all of those COVID-related terms. Uh, what's your thoughts on the whole experience? Well, you know, I'm so tired of those buzzwords. I'm now saying that just the headwinds that we've been facing, <laughs> and they are immense. They are absolutely immense. The good news, anytime you face any type of a crisis, and I'm going to put this in the category of a crisis that none of us anticipated, uh, good things come out, out of it. I have had a Zoom account for 18 months that National set up. I go in and look at it and I go, oh, that's too complicated. I'll do that tomorrow. I had never activated it. We had to because we had to stay alive during this time. So it's, as all of you guys know, Zoom is very easy. And there's there's many of them. And, and now you're a Zoom expert. Just look at you. Look at you. I wouldn't say an expert. You got this down. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I have a handset here. Who would think? An old That's right. would have that. <laughs> but we we have had to change. And, uh, you know, to be qualified to be a SCORE mentor, you have to have some pretty vast experience because we want the best of the best. Sure. So that means most of us are a little bit older. So to get these folks to embrace technology, they were scared to death. I remember the first membership meeting. I'm talking a little bit and then pull up a PowerPoint and it shows up on their screens. They're like, whoa, they, <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was absolute, uh, an absolute magician to be exactly. able to do that. Now they're all doing it. The big thing that happened for us is we went to our sponsors and said, entrepreneurs cannot afford to pay for classes right now. And ours were only 35 to $40. It's not like taking a, a class at a college, but entrepreneurs were saying, we don't have that right now. So we went to our sponsors and said, can you help? And they said, absolutely. So they helped with funding. So all of our classes through at least the end of 2020 are free and they're on Zoom. We're seeing folks from all over the country. I logged into a host of QuickBooks class Thursday night, and there's an advertising friend from Dallas on that oh she's been following us. So we have uh, increased our footprint, which is nice. Every class you pick up clients out of, so our clients are up. But when we look at our numbers for 2020, it's a tale of two years. It's pre-COVID, post-COVID. Post-COVID, our education was up 123%. 
That was the number of sets of eyeballs tuning into a Zoom class to learn something. Right. And that's that's what we encountered as well with our yeah. uh, the National Entrepreneur Center online. Uh, people were working remotely. They they weren't traveling. And so they did have time to to engage online and learn the technology that, like you said, has been out there for a while, but we, we maybe haven't embraced it in the way that we are today. Exactly. So technology has definitely been our friend. Of course, we all have little glitches. We've even had a couple of faux pas in our house when I thought I was on mute. And my husband comes through the kitchen and I said, it's okay, I'm on mute. And he comes over the computer and leans in. He says, oh, I see a computer strong enough to put you on mute. (laughs) And everybody starts laughing. Of course, I wasn't on mute. So we've all had the little faux pas. Luckily, mine haven't been uh, nearly as bad as what you see in social media. (laughs) But technology has been wonderful. It It has also allowed our mentors to, to run their own practice, if you will, instead of scheduling them saying, you will be at the NEC on this date and here are your appointments for that day. We refer the clients, once they've been triaged, we refer them to the subject matter expert. Then that person calls them and they come up with a mutual uh, time for either a Zoom, a phone call, or get an email relationship And it's empowering to our counselors. You wouldn't think of that again with the experience base we have, but they are really enjoying that. So our mentoring is up 25, 30% post-COVID. Our education is up. So we've ended up with a a very successful year again at SCORE Orlando. Well, and what I've I've also found uh, personally is – without having to do that traveling back and forth to appointments uh, to be able to do that remotely has, has allowed me to fit more into each day because uh, I'm not spending a lot of time on the road. Uh, what was your biggest surprise uh, during the, sh- the shutdown? Whoa. The, the length. You know, when we closed the office on March 13th, I'll always remember that date. Our admin, Pat and I, we kind of closed down thinking two weeks and we'll be back. Who would have thought here six, seven months later that that we're still in this environment? And the, the scary thing to me is we don't know the end. The smart people in my life that I go to, I'm asking them, when do you think it's going to end? And, you know, we can hypothesize and and chat all day long. We don't know. We just don't know. And that's the scary thing. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. Very Uh, much so. Not only about um, COVID and when we're going to open, but... uh, the, the amount and the impact that COVID has had, like you said, we thought maybe it's a couple of weeks, maybe it's a month. Uh, and now seven months later, you say, uh, how could anyone have planned for that? And so what are all the, the ramifications going to be? And so I think that we're, we're still uh, very uncertain about what the future might hold. And, and the only certain thing is, is that it's, things are going to change. Correct. Correct. And until we get a a bona fide treatment plan and a vaccine. I I really think it's going to take the two going hand in hand. Um, We're not going to be out from under this. I know people that seriously haven't left their house since March. They are so afraid of what germs are out there. 
Our daughter is a doctor's office nurse. They're concerned what happens when COVID meets seasonal flu. And you can argue that a lot of people think seasonal flu won't be as bad because we're all wearing our masks, we're scrubbing our hands, we're, we are social distancing. I think we're seeing in most cases, of course, exceptions to everything, uh, people, their concern is very heightened. You know, the, the joke of, uh, you know, 2020, we should be riding around in the jets and cars. Instead, we're teaching people how to wash their hands. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We're going backwards. But but the, but then you say those are things we should have been probably doing all along. Uh, but but that's uh, a point that we need to, to look at is is we did a very good job of 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 pushing people to stay home and protect themselves so that we could, we could allow healthcare to catch up. And so now we're seeing the death toll going down. Uh, but we really haven't done a very good job of convincing people that it's okay to come back. So even if you do open, uh, if people are scared and, and they're concerned about uh, their health, um, they're not going to show up. And so uh, until things become more certain. And so uh, a lot of folks say, you know, if I can just get my business open, well, that's that's a step, but that's not pulling people back into the to the businesses to do business uh, because they're concerned about their safety and their health. That's that's absolutely correct. Went to a uh, one of the large department stores Saturday evening, the first time I've been shopping since probably February. And I, and it's one that's known for nice service. And I had to hunt someone down to take my money. It's it's it just breaking my heart. And of course, restaurants are just just desecrated. And uh, seeing articles through the industry that sixty percent of independent restaurants are not going to make it through this right. because again, they don't have the cash flow to sustain it. I'm very proud of how the industry has pivoted toward takeout. Takeout's a hard business. You'd think serving the client in the restaurant's harder. Actually, in my opinion, takeout's harder. And uh, um, a lot of restaurants have had success with that. Well, and they're being creative about how they do that. And and that's bringing about the, the new uh, businesses of, of the delivery services. Exactly, exactly. Every issue that we face, there's positives that come out of it. There have been a lot of good pivots. Uh, one of our, uh, our counselors works with a mattress company. They now make gorgeous masks. Think of the fabric that's on mattress covers. Right. They've pivoted that into masks and have done just amazing work with masks. Who would think you would walk into this nice department store like I did Saturday night and there's walls of fashion masks. Fashion masks, that's right. <laughs> you know, it, it's just such a Well, a uh, entrepreneurs are a creative bunch. They will always find a way. And so if, if you're listening today, uh, find a way to pivot. Find a way to work yourself through this uh, challenging time. And one of the ways that you can find your way through is by finding your way to a SCORE chapter where you will you will be able to meet, uh, talk to a coach for free, uh, someone that's outside your circle, someone that can give you professional advice on how to get through. So one of the biggest things that we want to uh, share with you today is you're not in this alone. You, you need to get engaged and connected, and SCORE uh, is one of the, the great ways you can do that by meeting great people like Lois Perry. So, Lois, don't go anywhere. We're going to come back, and we're going to learn more about you, and we'll be right back after this. <laughs> 
As we go through this year of the pandemic, many of us thought that would only be maybe a few weeks, maybe a month, but now that it's gone on for months, people are realizing that maybe we're not going to be doing business the way we used to. Maybe business has changed forever. Whole workforces have pivoted to working from home, schools closed, businesses closed, live events canceled. COVID-19 has pretty much turned our daily lives upside down. Dealing with a global pandemic has also made us rethink how we do everything. Schooling our children to serving customers, it's difficult. Any kind of change is difficult. But when you add to that all the uncertainty that comes with an unpredictable virus, a virus that could be fatal, it's no wonder that folks are feeling a bit stressed these days. So if you are feeling stressed right now, it's okay. You're normal. What you need to know is that you're not alone. Most everybody today is feeling the stress of the situation. Maybe in different ways, maybe with different circumstances, but believe me, everyone has been affected. It's okay not to be okay right now. You are allowed to take time for you to regroup and to recharge. I think there are some aspects of what we found from working remote that are good that we've learned to use different technology. We've learned new ways to stay in contact with each other and with our clients. And I think even when things do get back to normal, whatever normal may be, that we'll find that some of these aspects of technology and video conferencing, online learning, all of those things will be carried forward into the new way of doing business. Remember, in times of chaos, there is always an opportunity. And we're back. You're listening to Everybody's Business with Jerry Ross. We're talking this morning with Lois Perry, who is the chair uh, of the SCORE Orlando chapter. Uh, so, Lois, we've talked a lot about uh, business and, and what SCORE does, but now we want to talk about you. So where, where did you grow up? You know, I grew up in the mountains of West Virginia. I'm from up one of those hollers like Loretta Lynn. Yeah. Both my dad and my father-in-law were coal miners. Very difficult business. I, Very. I think of, of the risks that my father put himself in every day so he could educate his three girls to have a better life. So you are truly a coal miner's daughter. I am a coal miner's daughter. Well, you know, I grew up in Portsmouth, Ohio, which is not not far from you. Yeah, right <laughs> down the river. Right down the river and up the holler. But the things that that, that life told, taught me is if you have a desire and you're willing to work for it, it's out there. there. There's nothing in life given to you. You have to make it happen for yourself. There's no free lunches. There's no free rides. And, you know, my, my dad, I, I, I stayed in college to a master's degree. My dad begged me to go on and get a PhD. And I said, Dad, it's, it's not going to help me that much. He says, it will help my heart if I know you. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is good medicine for me. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I was one of the first. And, and our families are huge. I've got 40, 50 cousins on each side. And I was one of the first in both sides to, to go to college. You typically... You graduated from high school, you went to Cleveland, you started working in, in one of the, the factories up there. Sure. So very, very interesting life. 
do you get back for family gatherings? Yeah, I don't have any family left in West Virginia now. Both my, my husband's family and my family is, is scattered. Yeah. But I've got a sister still in Cleveland, Ohio, so I get back there. Uh, sure. try to frequently. Uh, COVID's kind of slowed that down. And then the, the rest of my family is over in the Lexington, Louisville, Kentucky area. So we try to get up there once a year. I try to get back to Ohio occasionally, but only in the summertime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't go back when there's that white stuff on the ground. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, you know, from time I was knee high, I wanted to be was a teacher. And I, and that's what I did when I first came out. I've got a, a master's in education administration. I was going to uh, go on through and become a principal. Uh-huh. And then I got there and I start reading articles on what people in business make versus what people in education <laughs> make. And um, I had an opportunity to go to work for Chuck E. Cheese's, which one of the reasons they recu- recruited me was because of the children background. Right. So I spent my career talking to kids, talking to moms, and turned that into actionable advertising and products and services that we could execute in our restaurants. So it, it was a great career. Well, and you were open to that change. And so, you know, sometimes we get into to a career path. And if we're open to that, that that uh, experience that you had gained prepared you for that next step in your career. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's nice when you can look back at life and see how these decisions were definitely pivotal. And they all, they all made part of, of who you are today. That's right. Took us to Dallas, Texas, where we adopted our amazing daughter. Uh And Jerry, we talk about adopted kids pretty frequently. Very special. We do. And if we hadn't have been in Dallas, Texas, we might not have met this child. Right. So it's it's interesting how it it comes along. So yeah, from the mountains of West Virginia to San Francisco, that was quite a culture change. My I bet husband was in the Navy and did a short stint in Omaha, Nebraska. That's where I taught school. And then we moved on to Dallas when I went into business. Uh, I used to work with a manufacturing facility in Omaha. So it's a beautiful uh, city, uh, three seasons. <laughs> that's right. I, I was probably following you around or vice versa. Uh, what, what kind of hobbies did you have growing up? Oh, my. You know, I, I was laughing with my husband. Hobbies are so tough for me because I was raised to, to work. It's what I did. Sure. And so my hobbies are taking care of my home, gardening, uh, helping our daughter. You know, her life is very stressful, the life of a nurse, particularly today. So we try to to help her with what we can. Um, I like to read. There's a few TV shows that I I have the guilty pleasure (laughs) of (laughs) watching. I I think all of us have that through through the COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we found we found that. Uh, who is who is a, a mentor or a role model? Somebody that made a difference. Oh my gosh, my my boss in Texas. His name is Dick Houston. Uh, he was my CMO, and he he's an amazing man. The biggest leadership things that I learned from Dick is right people in the right place set the strategy and get out of the way. That's right. Then the leader's role is to block. Whatever hurdle comes up, you block so your team can keep driving that football down the road. It's a, it's a game of football. It That's adds, right. Which is a guilty pleasure. I love football. <laughs> but, um, Who's your team? Who's your team? 
Dallas, the worst team in the league right now. <laughs> when you're a Dallas fan, you're a Dallas fan. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, my wife is a lifelong Browns fan, so we feel your pain. Well, you know, they seem to be doing a little bit better this That's year. That's right. After uh, 40 years, it, it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> So do you watch uh, f- football on uh, on the weekends? Oh, yeah. I love college football, like following UCF, a very sad loss this weekend. That's right. Still follow WVU, where my husband went. I went to a small college, Marshall, and uh, they're actually doing well. They're a small school, and they've broken into the, the top 25 for the year. So that's very exciting. So that's I like right. to follow them. That's that's great. And and. That's uh, also part of that uh, benefit of what you're doing for a living. You're still teaching uh, by mentoring. Absolutely. It's, it's, it involves teamwork. Uh, and so all of those things that, that you love to do, uh, you're able to do here as part of, of the SCORE team. And so uh, it's, it goes back to one of those sayings, you know, find what you love to do and, and then do it. And, and it's not work. It, when it, you find it, it's not work. That's right. It's a passion. Um, So what keeps you up at night? Right now, worrying about the country and don't want to get political, but I'm scared to death with this election. COVID is worrying me. We don't know what the next six months is going to bring. Broader, the economy, I'm very um, concerned about the economy for the next six months. I think give us, you know, two to four years, we'll be steaming. But depending on the industry, it may take some time to get back to that point. That's right. Uh, Worrying about when is it going to be life as we knew? Will it ever be life as we knew? When am I going to be comfortable to get on a plane and take a trip to Europe? I don't know. That's right. And and obviously these are all first world problems. There's there's a lot of big issues in the country, in the world that we all think about. But um, closer to home, I tend to focus on things that I can have an impact on. Sure. So things really you can control. Exactly. Really worrying about my people. One of my counselors lost his 81 year old father this uh, last week to COVID. Breaks my heart. Yes. Um, yeah. Very very difficult. But uh, just worrying about our country, our businesses, our people. Sure, and that's and that's what uh, dealing with small businesses. That's that's what we do. You know, we worry about how we can help people, and and many times it's it's those things that you say. There's a lot of of uh, moving parts, and so you help where you can. And so, if you're listening today. You need to look at your business and and look at those things you can control and that you can impact uh, because those are the things that you can spend your time on uh, to, to improve and to survive so that when we do come back and the economy does come back, you're ready. Yes, absolutely. Good advice, right? Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to quit on that because uh, you know usually I say okay we we are going to quit on a winner. But I, what I want to do is is come back and ask you about some of your preferences, and we'll get to that right after this. The Nash Entrepreneur Center is a public-private partnership that is dedicated to promoting the growth and development of small businesses. The center is home to a variety of independent nonprofit organizations that offer free business coaching, low-cost business training, and powerful networking opportunities. 
Since 2003, the National Entrepreneur Center has successfully provided economic development through small business development. Anybody can connect with the National Entrepreneur Center by visiting the website at nationalec.org. That's nationalec.org to connect with resources that are great for everybody's business. We're back. We're talking with Lois Perry, who is the chapter chair of SCORE Orlando. Uh, Lois, I want to ask you a few closing questions. And uh, one of them is, uh, if you were president for a day, what would you do? Whoa, that's a big one. <laughs> and you have full 24 hours. I'm not trying to cut you short. That's about the amount of time our leaders have had to do change. I mean, that's <laughs> tough. Uh, I would focus on the economy. Yes. I wish I had the answer. But we've got to get this economy stabilized and move them. And so what do you see for the future of small businesses? Oh, long term, it's going to be great because small businesses is what runs this country. It's not the large corporations. It's all of the small businesses out there. But um, you got to take care of yourself for this next year or two to make sure you're there to reap those rewards. But they're going to be there. Well, and that's that's another point I think people forget is as a leader, you know, you're under a lot of stress and and you've got especially if you've got employees and they're under stress and they're they're worried about what's going on. But you as a leader need to take care of yourself. And that's, you know, your mental health, your physical health, uh, because if, if you're down or if you're in the hospital, uh, you can't be there to help the business. And so taking care of yourself is is not one of those uh, guilty pleasures. It's one of those necessities to say, as a leader, and and, and stress does have an impact, uh, they've got to find a way to, to keep their mental health as well as their physical health. Absolutely. Very good advice. All right. I'm going to ask you the rapid bingo questions. Uh, what is your favorite dessert? Ice cream. Ice, any, what kind of ice cream? Any kind. <laughs> Cold ice cream, right? <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite movie? You know, it's an old movie, Somewhere in Time. I'm a romantic by heart. And the premise is true love finds, finds one another even through time travel. It's I love that. It's a very sweet movie. Yes, I, I know it. And, and it, that makes sense. Uh, are you a coffee or a tea drinker? Oh, coffee. Big time coffee. Would you prefer the movie or the book? Mm, probably the movie anymore. Pie or cake? Cake. <laughs> With ice cream, right? With ice cream. <laughs> uh, favorite TV show? Uh, this is us. I love the family drama. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're going to go on vacation, do you go to the beach or the mountains? Uh, I prefer the beach. My family prefers the mountains. So luckily I get both. <laughs> you, you get both. That's right. That's that's how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, ballet or opera? Oh, is there a neither? How about a rock concert? <laughs> <laughs> I fall asleep in both of them. <laughs> That's a valid answer. We're looking for truth. We're dri driving for truth here. Uh, beer or wine? Uh, really neither. Water. If I had to pick one, it's a real ice cold beer that's got the ice crystals in it. That's right out of the tap, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Lois, I can't tell you how much I appreciate not only working with you, uh, but having you here to share your wisdom today. Uh, once again, if folks are, are looking to say, I, I need to talk to someone, I need some help, uh, how do they connect with, with SCORE Orlando? 
you go to our website, orlando.score.org, find a mentor, and it, it takes you like 30 seconds to fill out a contact sheet. And we monitor that five days a week, and we'll get right back with you. And so there you have it, how to get contacted with someone who can help you work through this uh, challenging time. Uh, or if if you're growing your business, this may be a time where you say, hey, we're, we're doing great uh, and we need to talk about how we handle that kind of growth. Whatever you need, you can get help by contacting SCORE Orlando or the National Entrepreneur Center at nationalec.org. Thank you again for your time, Lois. We really appreciate you sharing your expertise and your experience with us. Well, and thank you, Jerry, for all you do for SCORE Orlando and the NEC to make it such a great environment so that we want to come in to work. <laughs> That's right. We're working, right? We're working. <laughs> <laughs> That's our story and we're sticking to it. That's right. So stay tuned and we'll have some final words. If you have a business question that you would like to have answered, or if you would like to suggest a topic for discussion, we would love to hear from you. Just email jerry at hello at nationalec.org. That is hello at nationalec.org. And we're back for some final thoughts. I love talking to Lois Perry. I love listening to Lois. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a very different accent, uh, but she has been uh, a great resource, not only uh, for the businesses here that visit the National Entrepreneur Center, but uh, a great resource for me personally. So uh, I think one of the biggest takeaways that, that I have from always interacting with uh, a SCORE chapter is that these chapters exist everywhere across the country. Mm -hmm. And so no matter where someone is, they're probably close to a SCORE chapter. Yeah, they don't even know it. Yes. And so these are, are volunteers who, who volunteer their time and their business experience to mentor businesses for free. And so it's, a, it's an amazing resource that um, many people don't know about. Uh, last week, we had the administrator of the SBA visit and take a tour of our center. And SCORE gets their funding from the Small Business Administration of the U.S. government. And, and it was great to see um, those connections of not only the, the top person in the, the cabinet of the president who's, who's uh, focused on helping small businesses and connecting them with, with Lois uh, from the SCORE chapter in Orlando to show that, that all of that support really does um, meet the small businesses in those communities across the country. Right. And so um, if you're listening today, uh, there is a SCORE chapter near you, uh, wherever you are. And uh, if you want to connect with SCORE National and find out where those chapters are, just hit their website. Uh, but you can also always hit the website at the nationalec.org, right? Oh, yes. NationalEC.org. <laughs> and you are the one that uh, fields all of those requests, right? I do. Feel free to call Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me give you Rachel's cell phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and she will answer all your questions anytime, day or night. Doesn't matter the time zone. Just give her a call. Leave a uh, voicemail. <laughs> I was going to say that we could do that. We're sorry. All <laughs> lines are busy. Anyway, back to SCORE. They are um, a great help. They're, they're there to help you and service your business. And the best part is it's free. So 
connect, reach out, be in business for yourself, not by yourself, and stay connected to the National Entrepreneur Center by visiting our website at nationalec.org or give us a call at 407-420-4848. Visit our YouTube channel, uh, National EC, Twitter, National EC. All of our social media channels are, are filled with uh, entrepreneurs just like you. So don't do it alone. You don't have to. Connect with the National Entrepreneur Center. We'll see you next week.